God's good. I'm going to bring, in, I'm going to bring the, we had a good crowd Wednesday, but I'm going to go over Wednesday night a little bit and then go into another area of what I was talking about Wednesday. The title of the message this morning is Looking to Jesus. We, we for the most part in here, are born again. And it's interesting how when you first get born again, they emphasize you've got eternal life, you're going to heaven. And that's all fantastic, and that's what it's all about. But we're here for a reason. Otherwise, he would just get us saved and we'd be gone. We're here to bring other people to Christ by our lifestyle. And I think we've been blinded by the enemy to the place where we're not really seeing what we can do and how we can do it. And even if we can do and we see what we can do, I, I think sometimes we've, we, don't, we don't have the, I don't think we have the realization of what really is inside of you and I. You know, the Bible says in, now I've been reading a lot of different translations today. The New Living Translation, 2 Corinthians 5, 16 and 17, bear with me on this. It says, at one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. You, when you said yes to Jesus... You died of your old lifestyle without realizing it. You died of your old lifestyle. And according to Scripture, when you believed in Him, you also then was raised with Him, and you're in heaven right now. So your real, the real you is in heaven. And we've got to come to the place of understanding we have got to change our perspective on everything that's going on in our lives. And we've got to start looking to Jesus and how he lived and how he walked. He didn't come, he didn't come, he didn't come here to, to be in charge. He came as a very humble human being and he served people just like he wants us to serve, which goes really well today on what we're going to be doing with people coming and going. Most people that come to this are not from this church. So our place is just to walk in that love of God and just to have a smile on your face and just to let them see that there's something different about us. And there is. There's a presence here that is not in a lot of churches and in not a lot of places because we carry the presence of the Holy Spirit, but we don't really understand that. I am a new creature in Christ. That's what the Bible says. Old things have passed away. Behold, I am new. That happened when I was 12. But I walked through life up to, th up to the age of 32, not having any understanding what happened. Actually, I could say that I'm walking at 71 and still don't have the revelation 
that I need to have on what I've really got. And my goal is to share with you just scriptures that shows us. You know, the Bible says in 1 Peter 1.23, it says that we were, we were born of incorruptible seed. Now, we understand that. We all came from Adam, so we, we had bad blood. Well, Jesus died and sent the new blood. And that Holy Spirit then come and lived in us. And we, in, that, in that, we had an incorruptible seed. And when you look up the definition of that word in the Greek, it literally means immortality, imperishable, not subject to change. See, I, I have, you have, we have every... I, I, I just got somebody saying, well, you're always talking about this. I know I am, but we've got to get this. Mike and I were talking earlier. He don't even know if he'll make it to Florida. He's got to move before rapture comes. It's that right now. So everybody we come in contact with right now, they need to see in us that we know what we've got. And we know this is the only answer no matter how bad things are, how good things are. You've got to know who's who is inside of you and who wants to live out of you and come through you. And I've got an incorruptible seed inside of me that needs to be infectious to everybody I come around. They've got to recognize what's going on. 1 John 4, 4 says, He who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. I have the DNA of Christ in me. You have the DNA of Christ in you. You are designed totally. Instantly when you said yes to Jesus... Everything in your body changed. Now, your body looks the same. You may have a little glow that you don't understand at first. But the problem is this thing that's between your ears. <laughs> this is the thing that we can convince ourselves that we're totally right in what's going on. When in fact, this is the only thing that's going to tell us what's totally right. And we've got to recognize that we've got to allow this to be, to change this so that this will become and do what it's supposed to do. And we've got to allow it. Romans 5, 5 in the New Living Translation says, God has given us the Holy Spirit to fill, to fill our hearts with his love. We have the love of God inside of us. We don't have to ask for it. We've got all the fruit of the Spirit inside us. Love, patience, joy, long-suffering. That's all in us. And all we've got to do is recognize we can't make it operate. He's got to do it. But our goal is to get this thing straightened out so this thing will do right. You say, well, how do we get there? Well, we've got to change our perspective on what we've got. We've got to recognize that the Spirit lives in us. John 6, 63 says, It is the Spirit who gives us life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. It's the answer to everything we do. See, we, wanna, we need to be able to live naturally, supernaturally. We need to recognize when Jesus was, was walking through and doing what he, ministering and how he did, when he laid hands on the sick, they recovered. Guess what you've got? The same thing. When your body gets sick, guess who's got the power to straighten that body out? You do. God does it. 
But you've got to know that you've got it. You've got to understand that when you start feeling a little rough, you just speak to it. And you don't let it consume you. You don't allow it to take over. You don't allow this mind to get in the way. Oh, I've got an ache and a pain. Talk to it. I mean, I, I said Wednesday, we'd probably all be dead if it wasn't for Dr. Craig. But we need to put him out of business. He's ready to retire anyway. Let's, let's just all find out that we can do this. And I'm not talking just about health. I'm talking about problems. I'm talking about life. I'm talking about decisions. I'm talking about... He even said it there. If you need wisdom, which who needs, who needs wisdom? Every day, every day. You ask. And he'll give you. I mean, it, we've been so blinded. We've got to come to a place of recognizing we've got this. That, think about Jesus. Because that's who we're looking to. He, listen, he was tempted in every way that you've ever been tempted. What did he do? We say, well, he was God. No, no, no he was human. He had, the, he had God living in him, but so do you. Now, listen to me. We're not God. And we're not Jesus, but we've got that spirit. He was tempted in, if, now wait, he was tempted in every way, but he never sinned. Why? This got renewed. It said he grew in maturity. He grew in the things that he did. He turned water into wine as he grew his faith got so strong that he walked on the water. It's the same with everything with us. He didn't sin because he didn't think about that that come through. And he had the thought and he had the temptation, but he dealt with it properly and he let it go. And he stayed on top of it. Now, now follow me today. We, Romans 8, 5 says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. I'm, I'm reading scripture to you. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit thinks on the things that pleases the Spirit. Jesus never thought on the sinful things because he knew they were sinful, so he just took the... <clears throat> the world changes every day. The flesh is never, ever, ever satisfied. We're all guilty. So the only way we're going to get to the place where we've got to recognize, 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things which are unseen are eternal. So our life has to switch to those things that were not yet. Our life has to, our thinking has to think of those things that, that Jesus says we are. Our life has to thing on these things, that, but, I, I, but I'm not doing that now. Yes, but you can. That's why you don't tell teenagers, you don't tell adults, you can't do this. Because they will go back into the law and they will do this. Even though they know it's wrong, we do it. 
You tell them the right thing to do, just like this. You teach them to teach the, you teach them to think on the right things, and those things they're doing wrong will slowly go away because this will get transformed. It's not in doing, it's in you get up in the morning. Everybody here, y'all, y'all got up because you're here. Okay. You took inventory on you. Some of you looked in the mirror. Ah! Some of you got the paint out and you painted. Some of you woke up. Just, and some that aren't here, they did the same thing, but they, they said, oh, I'm too tired. And they, their body stayed home. We take inventory. We're spirit, soul, and body. But we took inventory on our soul and our body. We might have glanced at the spirit. But, but we, we were raised this way. We're, we're fed this way every day. We, we, it, it, it's like if you owned a department store and you got a warehouse full of food, you're always going to go check the warehouse to make sure you got enough to fill the shelves in the department store. We're doing the same thing with our mind with our body and our mind, but we're not taking advantage of what the Spirit says to be transformed by the renewing of the mind, Romans 12, 2. To come to that place of recognizing the only way I'm going to fix this is to take stock in what I've got. I've got to know. I've got to check my warehouse. I've got to see where I am on all situations in my life. And I'm as guilty as everybody here. I'm just telling you the answer is right here Take an inventory, get up in the morning, and you've got to spend time with him. Get up in the morning, and you've got to read, and you've got to open this up. You've got to come to church. You, you've got to get fed. You've got to find things that encourage you. You've got to run with people that love God, not people that don't love God, because you will always go to the negative, always. That's your default. Until this mind gets straight. You all with me? Until this mind gets to the place where you don't give a thought. When you have a thought, you say, no, we're not going there. We have boundaries. We're not going there. We're not going there. I'm not, I'm, this is what he wants for my life. This is how he wants me to be. This is what he wants me to do. This is Because he, he doesn't convict. I'm not going back into that sermon and that teaching. He does not convict you of your sins. He only convicts us of righteousness. He tells us what's right. He tells us what, which way to go. He tells us the best thing for our life. And we've got to come to the place of taking inventory of all the things he's told us. And, and if he says you can't do, you're going to do. He doesn't do that. You have a, he gives us a, he doesn't want robots. We're getting so close to technology Elon Musk has got a, a robot that's just about ready to come out that literally is so programmed that it can go in and cook, cook for you in the kitchen. Well, now, he's had to download a whole lot of information. That machine took inventory on the facts that it needed. We do the same thing. I mean, it's amazing if you think about how complex God has made us. You have a little baby come into life, and pretty soon that little baby is talking the same way you talk. Pretty soon that baby's walking the same way you walk. 
pretty soon you start. Uh, Drew can call me. And I'm telling you what, he sounds exactly like Keith. I mean, I don't know who's calling. How's that happen? There was stuff put in the warehouse. And we've got to, listen, times are winding down. I can't make any of us do the right thing. But I can tell you that the right thing is right here in this word. And it will tell you how to live. He tells, he convicts you of righteousness. He shows you what's right. He tells you. And we've got to come to a place in our life of recognizing that, that he wants us to, he tells you, you've got to transform this mind and you only do it by the renewing of, of it by this book right here and by the things of God. And watch what God does in our life. He changes us completely from the inside out. And it's so awesome to know that when you got a problem, you don't look at the problem. You don't talk about the problem. You recognize the problem. It's, it's no different. Than, and, and I've said this so many times. If you've got snot running out your nose, we recognize you're sick. But don't spend time talking about your runny nose. Talk about the healer that's already took care of it. Speak to your body. You got problems in your family. You got problems with your wife. You got problems with your husband. Don't talk about the problem that you got. Talk about the God that's in him or in her. Talk about the one that's going to fix the problem. He's, listen, he is the only one, young people and old, listen, he is the only one that's going to make things right. And I don't care what your age is, if you start listening to that voice, that still, quiet voice inside of you, he's always going to direct you the right way, even if you're right in the midst of stuff you shouldn't be doing. He is and he will pull you through if you keep your eyes on Jesus. And read the word and read the gospels of what he did. What he did. I mean, the only people he gave a hard time was the Sadducees and the Pharisees that he knew there was no hope for them. Everybody else he just loved. Everybody else, and he loved them. He loves everybody. It's so mind-boggling to think. I mean, I've heard Doc say it before. Every time when he delivered babies all the time, every baby he delivered was just more of a miracle than the one before. And then to watch how complex. We've got a little Olivia getting ready to go, go in for all the surgery and stuff. And to think that God has created the body so... I mean, you get one chemical off, and you're messed up. Let's start, let's start loading the warehouse so that all we have to do is reach in and grab to fill the shelf. When something gets knocked off the shelf, it's not a big deal. When you made a mistake, it's, it's really not, I mean, it's going to cause consequences and you're going to reap what you sow. But fact is, I've got a God that's going to fix all of that. I've got a God that loves me so much that he knows I'm going to mess up. I've got a God that knows I'm probably going to mess up tomorrow, but he's still there for me all the time. He never, ever leaves me. He never, ever forsakes me. He never, ever gives up on me. Never. So why not keep that warehouse full so when I mess up, Lord, forgive me. He said, well, I already have. I already knew you was going to do it. You just do this. Do, doctor. Gonna put it on his tombstone. Wherever he got it, you're gonna get credit for it. 
do the next right thing. Well, yeah, but I, I messed up in my life. You can't fix it. All the water that's run under the Chester Bridge is already run under the Chester Bridge. You're not going to get it back. So we've got, we've got to quit beating ourselves up. We've got, to quit, we've got to quit walking in the negative. We've got to quit going to that warehouse and pulling it up. We've got to quit worrying about life. We've got, to, we've got the drama. That's stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. That is going to the warehouse of stupid. And you can't fix stupid if you keep going to stupid. You go to the answer. You go to the warehouse that you've kept full. You, 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 you say, Lord, what should I do? Just forgive and go on. Just let it go. I'll work it out for you if you let it go. If you don't let it go, go to the stupid place. <laughs> I love you, but I'm, I'm giving you the right thing. So just keep the warehouse full, and the rest of it then will flow. See, listen, if I, if I take the spirit answer, then this thing can't fight me. I'll just say, I can just say, I don't want to. But if this runs it, I'm going to do it no matter what they say. Makes me feel good, I'm doing it. I like Dr. Pepper, I'm going to get one every day and drink that turkey anytime I want. I like that beer, I'm just going to drink a whole case of them. That's why I can't drink, because one beer don't get it for me. I'll go buy another case. Why? Because my mind's doing it. But when my spirit says, one drink, one drink will become more for you. So your personality, you, you just can't do it. Okay, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't feel like messing myself up, messing people up. I want to follow him. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. He says, I run the race. But it says, I keep my eyes on him. Paul walked through life and went through a lot more than you're ever going to go through. I mean, read what happened to that man. But yet he kept his eyes on Jesus. Listen, every time you run into a situation or a problem, don't go to the wrong warehouse. I'm trying to keep this so we can understand it. You go to the warehouse of Jesus. You go to the warehouse of how he lived. You go to the warehouse that's built inside of you already. It's going to take care of you. Proverbs, I love Proverbs 23, 7. It says, for he who thinks in his heart, so is he. So then if you get to the place where everything you reach for comes out of this. Every answer. You won't always get it right, but you're going to hear it and you're going to know it. And then the next time it's going to be a little easier. And the more you fill the warehouse and it's overflowing, my cup runneth over. It's only because you filled the cup up. It's not going to run over. If you don't pour coffee in the coffee cup pot, it's not going to run over. But if you keep pouring in the warehouse of the Spirit, and you keep pouring in the warehouse of the Spirit, we've all got a chance to be who we're supposed to be and walk through what we're supposed to walk through and trust in Him and know that He has got this in our lives. He is. He, he, he's the only one that can transform this crazy mind I've got. And He's, and he's, he's kind of, he, I'm getting better. Follow me? But only He can do it. 
We look back on the, the days when things were so difficult in our, our family and Connie's health and just all the stuff that we went through. And I can remember every time coming to that place of going, Lord, I don't know what to do. I can't handle this. And just real quick, he would just say, you're not supposed to. I've got it. And you know what? I could write a book on what he's done and all the heartache I've had and how good and how perfect he's been in my life and what he's got going. All I needed to do, instead of getting to that place of total depression, total anxiety, just go to the warehouse and say, Lord, I, I need your help. Give me wisdom. And he's always, listen to me, he's always there. Always. Always. You know, maybe you're, maybe you're listening, watching on camera right now. Maybe you're here and you've never asked Jesus Christ to take it. You know, you've, maybe you've been churchy and you went to church. That's religion. I'm talking about a relationship. I'm talking about he's the voice. He's number one in my life. Anybody else is under that. He's number one in my life. But he wasn't always there. But I found that it's a relationship, and all I, can, all I gotta do is talk to him. But first, I've gotta recognize that he died for my sins. He carried all my sickness and all my disease. Then he rose again, and when he rose, I rose with him, and instead of being, an, instead of just living in this world, I become an ambassador with him. And then he dropped the Holy Spirit in me while I'm here, and my whole life, I didn't realize it. At 12 on, something was going on to get me to this place. And tomorrow's going to be better than today. I can't, can't hardly imagine how much better things are going to get. It's almost... Sometimes it's almost scary. What do you got planned, God? I'm just so, right now I'm just so fulfilled. He's got something better. But we've got to recognize that you've got to go there first and recognize he died and trust in him. Father, I thank you. Father, there's somebody right here right now that's never really said yes to Jesus. And I thank you that today is the day under their breath as we pray, they're going to say yes to Jesus. And by camera, I thank you that there's people out there that's going to say yes to Jesus. We can only look to Jesus. We can only look to you, Father, when we know you. You become our friend. You become everything in our life. So, Father, right now, I thank you. Anybody here, anybody by camera, I thank you, Father, that they're receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior for sure right now. And we thank you for that, Father. And we know that their warehouse may be a little empty right now, but you're going to fill it up and give them everything they need to take the day one day at a time and run that race, keeping our eyes on you, Father. And we do thank you for it, Father, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Guys, come on up. Let's close out with a song. Listen, if you're out there, Get out of religion. You gotta have a relationship. You gotta have somebody you can talk to and share your heart. You gotta have somebody you can trust. I promise you, you can trust him. 
He'll totally change your life. He did mine. I was just a crazy little kid. He said, well, what did you do wrong at 12? It wasn't 12. It was from 12 to 32 before I realized he was, he was my personal Savior. And then it all started. He whistled one day. He said, hey, Ron, I got a job for you. And I went, what? And he's been working every day in me. And, and do I have a long way to go? Oh. But I got the author and the finisher of my faith. Jesus Christ. Let's stand. How I long to breathe the air of heaven Where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets To look upon the one who bled to save me Walk with him for all eternity. There will be a day when all will bow before him. There will be a day when death will be no more. Standing face to face with he who died and rose
already pray with me. Say, Father, I thank you that you died for my sins. I thank you that you took every sickness, every disease off my body. I thank you, Father, that you are my Lord and you are my Savior. I give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Call you blessed. We're going to be moving a lot of tables and a lot of chairs under the tent and out in the parking lot. See Jenny. If you're going to be helping right away for sure, park over here so all of this is open. Everything's going to be down at the bottom, so we've got parking all the way around for the people. So park over here, and if, you, if that's full, then just park on the street and walk over as a helper. Uh, but see, Jenny, Jenny, anything else that I need besides getting with you? Yeah, just from the driveway this way to that driveway because we're going to have, if, if we got the cars moved that are in the, play, in the way, we'll put the air thing on top of their car when we, we get it. <laughs> yeah. All going to be good, though. Uh, call you blessed. Give somebody a hug and then get in the helping mode. <laughs>